1: We're a, a tough physical defensive team. We're a defensive team first and then everything else has become just the unselfish obvious unselfishness is what we like to live by and you're starting to see it now when, when the ball moves six, seven, eight times in one possession. Guys around the bench are already standing up because they already know what's about to happen. And that's that's what we love and, and you know whether we win or lose games is one thing but playing that kind of style will, will, will get you going on the right track. That's Mike Conley talking about the Jazz as they get ready to face the Golden State Warriors. Dead last in the West. Just getting through this year until they get their guys back next season. They've lost 11 of 12. I'm not feeling much drama here, PK. Yeah, I would think not, but you never know. I mean, they haven't lost every game. That is true. They have not. Before, they lost 11 of 12. They had a nice little four-game win streak, but it's a very thin margin. Fine line for the Warriors. Late game in San Francisco, 8 o'clock, at and Sportsnet. Zone's coverage begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Hashtag NBA.
1: This has been very difficult. Um, if y'all saw me meditating on the sidelines <laughs> during the games, um, it's been very difficult, but... And it's finally here. i want get to go back out there. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get sleep. I'm I'll be too excited thinking about my first NBA game. Zion Williamson expected to finally make the debut. Pelicans and Spurs ESPN tonight at 730. Meditating on the sideline because there's all this stuff on social media with the eyes. The lid's looking pretty heavy. You know, like he's drifting off. Just meditating, apparently. One game in the NBA last night, the Clippers and the Mavericks. Clippers win at 110-107. Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic both going for 36. Paul George did not play for the Clippers, and they still get the win on the road. Big Wha- win. Watching that, measuring the uh, measuring how these two teams would match up with the Jazz?
2: No. I didn't think of that. I was just watching the game to watch it. And the playoffs are still three months away. I'm not going to obsess over that now.
1: Jazz will see the Mavericks on the, uh, the weekend, Saturday afternoon. Porzingis hanging out around the perimeter, launching a lot of threes. When they didn't go, I wondered if they'd get something for him going to the bucket. The one time they had him drive. When Doncic was sitting out early in the fourth quarter, you wonder if he would pick up the load. He charged, and then that was pretty much the end of that. No more of that. Yeah, well, he was barely coming back.
2: He missed a few weeks, so you got to give him some time to get better into shape. But they do lose Dwight Powell kid out of Stanford who uh, you know was a nice big man for them and looks like he's going to be out for a while. It certainly looked like a knee injury the way he reacted. I was watching it at the time and uh, he knew it was something serious. So they get one back. Porzingis is better than Powell, but Powell's a nice player. And so that's life in the NBA. You just never know. You're one play away and then they necessarily need to be contact before things can really drastically change your individual season. And depending on who it is, your team season.
1: Tonight, Sixers and Raptors, ESPN at 5 o'clock, followed by the Pelicans and Spurs at 7.30. ESPN has its doubleheader. And of course, you got the Jazz game at 8, so plenty of NBA basketball. Also, if you got got an NBA ticket, it's Nuggets and Rockets, a couple of the best in the West. You don't need the tonight. NBA ticket. This week is the pre-free free. preview. Free. Free. So That's they- 6 o'clock, so that would work out well. You can watch a big chunk oh, of that before yeah, the Jazz. Things are really coming together. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball. And a block to finish. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yeah.
1: That's not good. This it's is a this, punch is bad. this is bad. This is a ex- no. No good. There are gonna be ramifications for this going forward. And it's
0: just just no point to it.
1: Kansas, Kansas State. You've probably seen the video of the brawl at the end of that one. Kansas was winning handily at a 21-point lead, dribbling out the clock. The steal with four seconds left. A foul. Both benches empty. It spills into the fans there underneath the basket. cap section. Brutal. Not a good look, as Bill Self said afterwards. Selfishness, not toughness. Bill Selfishness? I like it. Yeah.
2: Got a lot of stuff going on here. Immediately on social media, wait a second, Self is not paying these guys to do this. That type of thing. You have the, the race element involved. I know no one wants to uh, talk about that, but I got on Twitter this morning. First thing I see, hey Washington Post, this fight began with two players of color, and your headline even says punches thrown by both sides. But you choose to illustrate that with the picture of a white boy being mauled by black ones. Check yourself. So you have that issue involved in it, which is always apparent every time you turn around. And what's gonna happen as far as suspensions is D'Souza, who was shown with the stool, although I don't think he ever did anything with the stool. Somebody grabbed it and who dropped held it. held it above his head. Yeah. It looks not good, but he actually never used it as a weapon, thank goodness. And he had been suspended because he had been as the center of the FBI stuff from what she's been dragging on at least over a year now, right? So what are they going to do in that regard as far as suspensions and
1: so forth? And Well, that was was about as uh, intense as you're going to see. You'd assume there have to be a bunch of them. Both benches emptied. Both benches got ejected because they decided there was a second left in the game. So then the refs kept the five on the court. Kept the five guys on the court and kicked everybody else out for leaving the bench. Seemed a little silly. Utah State Aggies, they got their issues on the road, but at home they get it done. They beat Air Force handily, 72-47, the final score. Even their conference record at 4-4 with a game that was never really in doubt. They had a double-digit lead at halftime. Air Force struggling to score the entire game.
2: Yeah, I don't really understand that, how you went over there and lose, and then at home you just destroy them. That's a mystery. But this season for Utah State has been somewhat of a mystery
1: they got Colorado State at home on the weekend, so it'll be interesting to see if they solve their road woes, but first things first, they got the Rams at home. And also, we were talking yesterday about how you're going to see the uh, BYU games. They're on stadium, and it turns out KJAZ is going to be allowed to uh, broadcast those games so you'll be able to see them over the air, PK. Cool. Piece, piece of cake. Both uh, the Thursday and the Saturday game this week. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Todd Graham is back. Head coach, University of Hawaii. Rolovich left to go to Washington State, opening that job up. And former BYU offensive coordinator Robert Anai was a finalist but withdrew his name. And shortly after he withdrew his name, there was the announcement it's Todd Graham. Got a feel how, for how the former Sun Devil might do at UH? Former Rice Owl, former Tulsa
2: Hurricane, former Former Pittsburgh. (laughs) He's a hired gun. Uh, He's not well liked in the industry. I was exchanging multiple texts with multiple people last night about how difficult that is. And it'll be interesting to see how the players. How difficult the Hawaii job is? No, how difficult it is to play for Graham. Oh, okay. The Hawaii job is difficult, sure, but. Uh, you're probably not going to waltz into Alabama after you've been fired. Uh, so, no, how difficult it is to play for him. And, you know, the story broke yesterday uh, that he was a candidate. And I was listening to sports radio in Phoenix at the gym yesterday. And they were certainly having a good time with him. Because, you know, I used to tell you about how his just exaggerations, the best Tuesday best Tuesday and, practice and just,
1: ever. This is the best Wednesday practice after a road game. Yeah, he always
2: had that stuff. He was always ultra positive. And, and, you know, he started out with 28 wins in his first three years, so he won 10 games twice to play a couple more games than they did in the Kusher and all that stuff. Uh, but he did go, I think he went 8-10-10 and 10 for a total of 28. But the thought was that a lot of that was based on what Erickson had brought into the program. Because his first four years, he had an Erickson quarterback. That was a fact uh, because he had recruited those guys. And then after those guys left the program, the program started to decline, and he wasn't getting kids to the point where at one season, he signed literally zero guys from California, which is just shocking, as close as the Phoenix area is to the Los Angeles area.
1: And as many kids is there are in California yeah, even if you weren't getting the best kids you think you'd get some kid
2: so and that ultimately led to his demise because talent matters obviously and so what's he going to do Now I got ten million dollars to walk away and he walked away for two years but now he's back and maybe he was to say he hasn't learned because I had a couple of coaches just blasting him to me on Twitter not on Twitter on uh, just text messages during the evening
0: so uh, we'll see DJ and
1: PK. Hashtag NFL. NFL draft in Vegas in April. The NFL embracing Las Vegas after years of avoiding it. Gonna have a red carpet event using the fountains of the Bellagio. Bunch of glitzy events selling it. April 23, 24, and 25 you want to head down what was there to avoid by the nfl in vegas gambling all oh, it's bookies. dangerous oh, bookies they still avoid it don't they i mean the nfl's yeah. involved with gambling and bookies now they okay. moved it they <laughs> moved it. They <laughs> moved it is not like their official gambling they partner. moved the team there and they moved a draft there they didn't want to be seen anywhere around with any of this stuff before they, i the draft was possibly going to be moved in in,
2: in vegas at any point I don't know if they avoided it. My point is they're embracing the city rather than avoiding it. Did they have actually avoided it? You say, no, we're not. That's just, that's like pornography. We're not going to be involved in that. I think that was the attitude
1: for decades. Really? What changed? Public perception, I guess. They figured, why not? So nothing in the
2: NFL has no morals. It's just whatever the public decides. How, okay. will, it,
1: how will it sell to the public? So it would always sell fine. It was never going to be a problem, just as it is isn't now. Maybe they just did not properly assess what the public thought. So they're just going to base your what you do on public opinion, then, not what you
2: believe is right and wrong. Okay.
1: Caesar's Palace and the are going to get to host the three day event. Annabelle's going to experiment with an alternative to the onside kick during the Pro Bowl. No onside kick. You'll, if you score and you would want an onside kick, you're basically given 4th uh, and 15 at your own 25. And if you convert it, you get to keep the ball. And just Always keep driving con- down the field. Suppose you don't convert it. Then the other team gets the ball. Where? I think wherever they make the tackle. If yeah, you were, the if they threw a 13-yard pass, two-yard short, you get it at 38. Well, it's if you, incomplete. an incomplete pass, you get it at the 25. Could you give me another example? I haven't called it yet. That would be enough. Well, I thought you already had <laughs> they it. They run it for four you yards, You're the one PK? who won an example. So you got two. <laughs> DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. <laughs> This is something that uh, I think when you start off your career, you're never thinking about the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the highest honor that can be given to any individual that plays this game, and, you know, I was speechless. When I got the call, you know, everyone said, you know, anticipate a phone call coming at such and such time. But quite frankly, I was pretty nervous, and then when I got it, I, I really didn't know what to say.
1: As great as Derek is, I'm kind of be, going to be like that. Remember those old 45s we used to listen to, and they had the song on the A side, <laughs> the, the song on the B side. You really didn't Know about? I'm the B side. <laughs> Derek Jeter and Larry Walker voted into the Hall of Fame. Jeter's the A side, one vote short of a unanimous selection. So Larry funny. Walker skating in, made a big jump from his previous vote. Read a thing that he'd been at about sixty percent, but he's in. And if you're the B side, so what? I went in with Derek Jones. That Jr. was a funny line. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, because it's in New York.
2: number of Yankee fans outnumber the uh, Rocky fans or whatever you want to identify Larry Walker as. Second Canadian, native Canadian, to join Ferguson Jenkins as a Hall of Famer. So, I remember Larry, it was a Sunday night game, if I remember correctly. And he was playing, There's was a fly ball down the line, right field line at Dodger Stadium. And he catches it and then hands it to the uh, kid in the first row, but it was only the second out. <laughs> Oops! Well, all's forgiven. He's in the hall now. He is, yeah. That's got to be an incredible honor. I couldn't imagine. You know, I saw the uh, replay. It looked like he was in Florida or someplace because it certainly looked warm and they were sitting outside and his family around him. And once you get the call, that means you're in. And I don't think they call you to tell you you're not in. <laughs> so when the call comes that uh, that means as soon as you hear your phone ring and you know you know you're in and then how you handle it and that's gone. Cool. J- Jeter was a guarantee he may have been nervous but the rest none of none of the
1: rest of us, really of us thought there yeah. was any
2: drama there but Larry Walker's been on the ballot a number of years so in terms of excitement it was more exciting for it Larry
1: he, it was his last year yeah, being on to, the ballot. to get ballot. in he was at 54% last year and he got 6 more than he needed this year So plenty of drama there. He just barely slides in. Bonds is increasing every year.
2: He's He's uh, now up to 60, I think. I think he started way lower than that. And he's got two
1: years to go, so he might make it. Yeah, we'll have Dale Murphy on in about an hour and a half to talk about it. Kurt Schilling's getting close to making it. He's at 70% now. Got to get to 75 to get in. I
2: would think Schilling being the big gamer now, he's certainly been out there and just can't help himself getting into outrageous political arguments uh, he's certainly not a moderate he is far right and i guess that's his choice to be far right if that's what he wants uh, but he
1: makes no bones about it and he needs 20 more votes to get in he's got two more years i would vote him in most people would that's why he's getting 70% but the threshold is 75 so well yeah but i know it's, it he has that's most people now
2: that's, I would have voted him in years ago yeah. And he wasn't getting anywhere near that
1: he was, at, he was at 61% a year ago So he's closing in Bonds was uh, at 61 this year So was Clemens Slight increases They're up from like 59% so. Nobody else really getting that close Omar Vizquel 52% of the vote He's a ways away L.A. City Council unanimously, who would have voted against this, right? The L.A. City Council unanimously approving a resolution urging Major League Baseball to strip the World Series titles from the Astros and the Red Sox and give them both to the Dodgers. I would have voted against it. You would have? If you asked, yeah. I would have. But you're not a politician
2: in L.A. Nor do I care about popularity, which politicians and TV people care about. Apparently, the NFL, and whether they go to Vegas or not, cares about too. But, uh... I don't have any problem stripping the Astros of the World Series, but why do you choose the Dodgers as the winner? There were
1: several teams along the way saying, hey, what about us? Because the Dodgers were in the World Series, and the politicians live in L.A. But you're right. Why couldn't someone in the ALCS, a yeah. Divisional Series, who got knocked out, they could have gone on and beaten everybody else? Yeah. Theoretically, sure. But we'll never know. That's, I don't think they do that in college
2: when they strip SC or whatnot. They don't. You know, they vacate it. They don't give it, it to somebody yeah.
1: else. Yeah. So I think that's if that's what you would want. But I get it. It's a, it's a thing to make yourselves look good. What is trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. Coming up, it's a Win Tickets Wednesday. Got some concert tickets to give away. See one of PK's favorite bands. Is Zach Brown number one now? For me? Yeah. No. Old Dominion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Old Dominion. Absolutely. Really- Zach Brown's top five. Uh, if you're going to see shows. Depending on the mood, they certainly can be in there. I've seen them loved it five times. Uh, they're going to the Maverick Center, and we'll tell you how to get tickets later in the show, and we'll give away tickets later in the show as well. As PK mentioned, Dale Murphy's going to be here at 845. We will talk Hall of Fame with the former National League MVP. And Andy Bailey covers Utah Jazz and the NBA for Forbes.com. Bleacher Report, he joins us coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's
3: what you want. I don't think that there's a time since maybe 97, 98, where I look at a team and say a championship is within reach. And I know we want to be really careful about talking about that. And I get that. But I think it's time we start allowing that to be part of the conversation because sometimes when we address this team, we talk about this is a team that could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I think it's okay to talk about making it to the NBA Finals. I don't think we need to be scared about talking about that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if they don't make it to the NBA Finals, it's a disappointment, but I think it's also okay to say, you know what, this is a team capable of doing that. Would I pick the Jazz to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series? I don't know. But the fact that I don't know right now means that the Jazz have a pretty good chance.
0: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Jazz and the Warriors tonight, which leads to question of the day right here. How much are we enjoying seeing the Warriors and Steve Kerr lose this season? And they are losing. They've got the worst record in the Western Conference. Yes, losses are piling up. Lost eleven out of twelve coming into this. They just don't have the talent. Obviously, I don't necessarily
2: begrudge the Warriors and. Steve Kerr, I would like for him to come up with some solutions politically than just to sit there and take pot shots all the time. Actually, if you're going to criticize, try to figure out a way to do it better. Uh, you know, you get, what, what do you got for us? And I pretty much know your political opinion on everything, because once you voice it ten times, then you are are you a liberal or are you a conservative, and then you're going to follow that pattern no matter what. It works both sides. I already know what you think, so you really don't have to tell me anymore. Uh, but, you know... I think all the Popoviches and the Kurs and once they were silent on China that to me that just neutered anything they have to say going forward But that's just my thought and you can think otherwise differently and you're entitled to your opinion there
1: But I think a lot of people agree with you. Yeah, so that was we heard a lot when that happened With social media before we were even on the air people were letting us know what they thought Yeah, so you had you had you
2: needed to learn more You're well-versed on every other thing, but you needed to learn more on that. Obviously, we know why a lot of people think you needed to learn more, because there's money involved, and it's your money. Uh, That changes. But as far as him suffering as a coach, I don't take any particular pleasure, but I do take pleasure in that it's not basically a lock that one team that we go through this whole dog and pony show of the regular season and we know who's going to be there that takes a lot of the luster out of it which i think is in my thought has contributed to this supposed ratings decline i never pay attention to ratings i like what i watch and watch what i like and so the ratings to me they're meaningless as long I'm, as
1: your game stay on the air who cares i'm going to
2: watch it and i don't care if my neighbor watches it it doesn't matter to me It's the opinion that I think you soccer folks should have instead of trying to jam it down our throat and how great it is. It's going to take over the world. Just let it stand. And if you like it, great. If your neighbor doesn't like it, well, that's his or her choice. Quit telling me how great it is because once you tell me how great it is, that leads me to believe, well, it must not be that great because you're trying to convince me. And if it were that great, you wouldn't need to convince me. I'd already know it. It's like these ding-dongs around here. They keep trying to convince me how great Lake Powell is. It's not great! (laughs) Stop it.
1: This is awesome stream of consciousness. Nobody has to tell <laughs> you how great the ocean is. It's great. Just got from the Warriors to Lake Powell. The point is, if you <laughs> follow, it's an intelligent,
2: logical stream. It flows. Naturally. And I'm all natural. That's the one thing. No like shots, f- no hormones, no surgeries.
1: Just like NJ Diet. Like the Colorado River <laughs> into Lake Mead. <laughs>
2: But I do enjoy the fact that it's open, and maybe we'll all be fooled, and it'll just be the Lakers, and they'll roll because they're the number 1 seed. But at least through a good portion of the regular season, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be some drama and some great play and some suspense. And as a fan of the game,
1: without having a particular team, that's what I want to see. I think we're already going back to that just because Durant left. Because to me, he was the piece of the puzzle that took them from champions to... Overwhelming. How is anyone they won possibly? They seventy three games without him, and then lost in the playoffs. So they were still beatable. They were very good. Yeah, because they had years. injuries. Yeah, and Draymond decides to kick somebody in a groin. <laughs> so, but You're that has that has nothing to do
2: with basketball. Yes, you can get run over by a car, or have the flu, and not be available, or your mother can die. Yeah. I got, there's a number of things that can happen that can lead to a change in the expected results. But it had very little to do what was on the floor.
1: Steve puts on our Facebook page, I'm liking seeing the Warriors lose. But I'm thrilled that Alec Burke is doing well there. I think it's Burke's. Garth says it's beautiful. Now we can just get the Lakers to lose. Lakers.
2: Yeah, I wonder how much is it just, uh, you have that intense hatred for LeBron. It's hard for me to drum up a lot of sentiment if they win this
1: time. Because there was really nothing put together. It was all orchestrated. They tampered with New Orleans and leveraged the trade for a guy who had a year and a half left on his contract. And people around the NBA will tell you weeks and months ahead of time that LeBron had made it known
2: I have a friend who has people who knows people in the, literally in the organization and had told me six months before, this is exactly what's going to happen. And it did. Yeah. And at this time, it's clear. He didn't want to go play the Lakers because they're great and this and that, because they weren't great at the time. It was about...
1: Hollywood. Yeah. And so... Go down there and develop an entertainment company and... Yeah. Away you go. And clearly what he wanted to do. Uh, so,
2: in. It seems like if they win it this year, I won't have as much uh, of an antagonistic or an anti-attitude against them. Because it it doesn't really count. And I I know it does. And I know it doesn't really make sense when I say it. But in my mind, this, this doesn't rate with the others.
1: Devin says, I miss the Warriors at their best. A wildly fun team to watch, in my opinion. And I think that's what the ratings in, uh, decrease that doesn't bother you, but has the owners and has the commissioner thinking of tinkering with the game. Uh-huh. I think that's part of it. And I think the other part what? is stars. What is, what is part of it? The fact that so many stars are hurt. And the Warriors obviously are missing two stars that people tune in to see. And I think people, Durant being hurt too, people tune in. Whether you root for him or against him. you tune in to watch stars. They yeah, might tune t- in either way. You do because you're you're hardcore, and that's why the ratings haven't gone to zero. But some of the casual fans tune in for the stars. And with those three stars— Okay, but then why tinker with anything? That's just fate. I I agree. So you don't think they should? I think the ratings will bounce back next year. They'll have stars back. The one thing that won't bounce back that they're also dealing with is people taking regular season games off because it not only devalues the games they sit, but it devalues the other games because it says none of the regular season games are that important
2: that's the thing well none is more important
1: than another right they're all important that's the thing I think that is the big issue for them in the long run okay but that's not going to be solved that isn't you're right so then the ratings are going to go
2: down they won't bounce back if that's a problem there's there's two things dragging the ratings down one is going to fix itself one is not okay but did they wash each other out I don't know. I'm just asking. No, wait,
1: well, I don't know either. I just got my theory. No, but and you know opinions. more about
2: television than I, I do. I don't.
1: I think right now it's like you have two problems and compounding them. One of them you'll bounce back from because presumably Curry will play next year and Durant will play next year and Clay Thompson will play next year and people will watch him to love him or hate him. But there's another group of people who are like eh, the regular season isn't that interesting? Heck, even the guys who are playing it are taking games off. You know, because they look at Kawhi with the no, load it, management it's thing. It's
2: not necessarily interesting, but it is it is still fun. They, last night's game, the Clippers and the Mavericks was fun. It was a nice game. Yeah. And so that had that was plenty good enough to have my interest. It I don't necessarily know that it has any great ramification. But it was still fun and it helped me pass a, a Tuesday night in the middle of the winter. It was in the middle of the summer. I don't need it. You know, I can hang out with the neighbor around the mailbox and y- yak the night away, but you don't do that when it's it, freezing cold. Out right. So I don't know that any of that stuff is going to change. I, I personally don't care because I'm going to watch it either way. But to me, so I don't understand that if, that if those are your two issues, and they very well could be issues. I don't know if there's other issues. If you have other issues, I'd love to hear them. Um, but there's always going to be stars hurt. That's never going to change. It just so happens that it's Curry and Duran. I don't necessarily think people are just dying to see Klay Thompson play. He's a nice player. I'd love to have him on my team. But if he is your uh, hit or miss on the ratings... That would be interesting. Uh, And then there are always going to be players taking off. Unless they reduce the number of games.
1: Travis says, It's kind of cool to see the Warriors losing, but I miss the competition that team provided. But it has definitely opened things up for everyone else. I like the open nature. And I think I may be biased
2: in saying that. I may say... That Because I've just had a strong run of the Warriors, and five years from now, say hypothetically, we had five different teams, I may say, boy, I would like to see one dominant team and everybody shoot for them. But right now, since we had the Warriors run, I want to see variety. I wonder if I got variety, would I turn around and say, no, man, i like to see the team, the big dog everyone's shooting for. I wonder we get to that point. So my bias right now, I think, is leading me to say, well, yeah, I like it, the fact that uh, there's a bunch of teams. And then anything that helps locally, the Jazz, to get into it, I think we're all for it. Certainly, we're all for it. I mean, I can't believe how big of a jazz fan I am. If you would have told me that years ago, I would have said, what What are you
1: talking about? How would that happen? Yeah. Well, you, you live there for 25 years, and you get sucked in. And it's not so much that, because when I was working for the watchdog, I didn't really care. Right. But you're on the basketball beat. You can't watch all the games. You didn't have the radio at that point. At least in the early days, for a while you had both, so you didn't. For have five wa- years, I had both. Yeah, for you didn't have to watch the games. You actually couldn't because you were traveling. You know, you're sitting in a hotel room wherever, and you can't see them, and you don't know the storyline. And at that point, you've only been here three, five, eight years, whatever. But
2: I do think it's the radio, and it's more selfishly derived. Absolutely, yeah, I, I totally buy it. I don't think when I'm done, that I'll be hardcore watching every game.
1: Uh, I think you will at the start, no I but no, oh, not at all. <laughs> shut it down. I don't intend to live here, <laughs> well. <laughs> then that, that'll make it. Hard. I think you'll still check on him. But the the thing is that you uh, know, we'll, I'm a fan of the game for sure, right? But what happens in the NBA is rosters change. We always talk yeah, about over how much time change you there is in anybody. three years. Yeah, you and three years removed when three quarters of the roster yeah. is gone. Right. Then you don't you don't know anybody. Right. That's so, gonna. So. That's what's gonna take it. But when you still know the guys, and unless it would be someone like Alex Jensen who took over. Somebody you've known literally since he was in high school. Yes. You know, there'll be no way that you would walk away from that. No. Yeah. No. And I would you've known him too well for too long. Right. And I will root for him
2: to succeed. Absolutely. And really, no matter where he is, he's going to be an NBA coach someday. That is
1: going to happen, it does seem like. Yeah. There's no way that's not going to happen. Right. And it's whatever team he's of, coaching
2: for, win? I'm going to root
1: for them to win. Win and where? Just like I was a huge Suns fan when Hornacek was the coach. Yeah. Uh, I think the 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 strongest take here comes from Jeffrey. And there are some people who go down the line, but it looks like Jeffrey really spells it out, so we'll go with him. He says, frankly, we should not enjoy the Warriors losing. What you see is a team that has Steph under contract through 2022, Klay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green under contract. He goes through some of the younger guys they have. He says, and based on record and injuries, the Warriors will be adding a lottery pick that will be, as of today, no worse than fifth. So we shouldn't be happy that the team will bring back four quality players and then add a lottery pick to that group. Tell me how happy fans will be to add James Wiseman to the Warriors on a rookie deal.
2: Okay, that to me, that's dead wrong. That's exactly why I should wallow in it this year. Because they're going to be back. Yes, so take advantage of it now. That That is the dumbest take I've ever heard. <laughs> well, he's just looking more than a year ahead thinking, that's precisely why today I should be loving the fact that they're not winning. Because they are going to rebound and most likely be good again. To what extent? I, and it's nice to have the pick. But, but the are pick, they going to get the right guy? Yeah.
1: And you got to be good and you got to be lucky because sometimes you draft the right guy and then he just has a series of injuries. And you're drafting so many of these young kids that they may need two to three years.
2: At which point, maybe Steph Curry isn't really Steph Curry anymore, anyway. Who knows what will happen in two to three years? Yeah. Uh, any number of things can, can go wrong or right for you. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my whole point is that, I, and I didn't put that in there so I can see why he didn't think that. But the fact is, I don't expect them to be down. Significantly, I don't know how great they'll be next year. They certainly should be in the mix. I don't know how great they'll be. That's why I should take advantage of it now, because I got to see Kerr's smugness and listen to him and all the microphones around him again next year, and everybody guessing. uh, Although next year, no one will at that point will really care because either the big guy will be reelected or he won't. And if he's not, then your people are in and everything will be great. And you'll have no criticism. And then if the big guy gets reelected, well, then nothing you can do to him anyway. Because at that moment, he's lame duck. And you thought he was crazy these last three years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was worried about reelection. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you have no care. Exactly. <laughs> Gloves are off. <laughs> That's the thing. That ought to be highly entertaining. HBO ought to just follow him around. <laughs>
1: And there are other people who are along the same lines here. Hey, it's all fun and games until they get the number one pick and Steph and Clay come back. So there are plenty of people who are worried about what the Warriors are going to do. That's why you need to enjoy line. it now. They can't. It's too short term. <laughs> and there's a lot of in here uh, that are like, well, yeah, they're gone, but the Lakers are the big dog. So it's still awful. There's a lot. Are of they, though? Donald that's, that's... says, I'd rather watch the Lakers fall apart. The Jazz are the only NBA team I care about.
2: And I think we've discovered that there's not really a big NBA following. It's most, mostly jazz. I'm reverse. I'm big NBA, and, and it is certainly jazz too, but I'm going to be in regardless of who's playing.
1: Have been my whole life. There's no reason to change now. Uh, 18 years of you yakking about on the radio pretty much proves that point. Yeah. I mean, the time we've been together, they were down, and then they were up, and then they were down, and now they're back up. But I get it if you're just yeah. a fan of
2: this team, you're not necessarily a fan of the league, and that, that's fine. But I didn't grow up here. I I grew up in a basketball hardcore. Well, the Northeast is so so sports oriented anyway. I mean, there's so many people from the Northeast. Like I don't think I knew anybody who really wasn't into sports growing up back there. With all, the, I mean, you got multiple pro teams, not just one. You got multiple, and high schools was a big deal, and and uh, just it, it just dominated and plus my father was into it there's no reason why I wouldn't have been into it it would have been awkward it would have been unusual given my upbringing to not be involved in it and I and I realized at a young age that I wanted to try to make a living out of it the the dream of the third base for the Dodgers crashed <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be it no you're not uh. That was always the dream. Not that I was ever any big Dodger fan. I just somehow... Somehow you latched onto that. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, you were right. It would have been cool. Uh, And it would have been cool for the whatever fill in the blank.
2: But uh, I was never really a hardcore Dodger fan, but I always wanted to play third base for the Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) I just would watch it on TV and just, "Ah, that's just unbelievable. The palm trees in the background (laughs) and, and the San Gabriels and thinking, man, that's the place to be. And uh, it is the place to be. It's still my favorite stadium out of all the ones that I've ever been to. And I've been to almost every one of them. Uh, still awesome. But then I thought, okay, what's another way to do it? And uh, and I can remember, I've told this story many times. First time I heard Sports Talk Radio, 55 Phoenix, KOY, at 10 10 o'clock, 10 to midnight, they'd have it on. John Moynihan was his name. And I would listen to that. And think, oh my gosh, this is just incredible. Two hours, Monday through Friday, and here we are. I have a sense of gratitude that I was able to, literally
1: to fulfill a dream. Living the dream. It was for me. It's not just an expression. Yeah, for me it is. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Get Another question up on Facebook. We've been talking a lot of jazz, but it's kind of a slow week here. They're only playing three times. you can have a couple days off here. Uh, and after they they're winning. The it's boring. It's so boring. There's <laughs> so no drama. They're just smoking people. Yeah, <laughs> 12 out 20. of 13 and 9 of the 12 wins. Break up by, the Jazz. That's probably what people are digits. saying
2: everywhere in the, the other NBA I cities. I don't think
1: we're there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. Maybe one day. Keep this going. But not yet. Uh, but then the other question is, with the Jazz taking a couple days off and nothing's mm-hmm. presumably going to change there for 72 hours, should we fill it in by talking college basketball? There was a time when there was an easy answer to that. And it was yes. Obviously. Teams were in the tournament and making runs. But now we haven't seen a lot of NCAA tournament teams around here. Might have one this year. We'll have to see how it plays out. How much should we talk about college basketball? We will get to that next. It's up on Facebook. It's up on Twitter at David DJ James. Facebook DJ and PK. We'll get your thoughts on that next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
3: Whip, whip Diogo Brito with the ball. Craig Smith wants to run. Diogo doesn't have numbers, so he pulls it back, hands over to Merrill. Merrill drives, bounce pass to Bean. Bean throws down the dunk. Hello. Justin Bean and the Aggies rolling. Cross court to Justin Bean. Bean throwing the alley-oop. There you go. Keita throws it down there. No offensive foul. And the Aggies, Bean, Keita, and the dunk.
1: Join Tony and Austin Monday, January 27th from 10 to noon. Ken Garf, West Valley, 4175 West, 3500 South. Questions up on Facebook. How much should we be talking college basketball right now? How into it are you? How much do you care? Some, Paul says, but any talk about the NCAA tournament would be about teams from outside the state of Utah.
2: I'm not so sure about BYU on that one. See how they handled the road? Yeah, I mean, they have work to do. They're not a lock, for sure. But I do think that uh, this is a huge weekend for them with uh, Pacific and San Francisco. Now, the, the, these are teams that at least representative have decent records. And Pacific did beat St. Mary's, and you didn't. I think it was a epic four-overtime spiel. Um, so, and we know the last few years the Cougars would trip over themselves against these teams that they should win, beat and then they don't. So if they come back uh, with a sweep and they said Yoli practiced yesterday so he could draw closer to returning obviously and he's a marvelous player, that I think that would
1: look pretty good. For if they them. sweep they'd be five and two in league, they'd be sixteen and six. And you're talking about him having two road wins, which, of course, the committee looks at that. Right now they've got one. they got one. They're one and four. They're really good on neutral courts, four and one, but one and four in two road games. Yeah,
2: but I think what they're going to look at the most is Childs being out and then Childs being back. So if you could hold down the fort with him out and then take off and only lose to Gonzaga the rest of the way— with him in. I'm not saying you are going to lose to
1: Gonzaga, but only Maybe if you lose did Gonzaga and that, that would get him in the tournament. Yeah,
2: Cuz I think that more than looking at their road home, they will look at Yoli,
1: no Yoli. And that'll play into their favor. And I and I love Pope. So will they give them a pass if they lose on the road without Yoli? Do these as games really that matter that much? Yes, they do. These do, yes. That's what I'm saying, you have to
2: hold down the fort. Without Yoli. You can't just lose your games without one. Well, we didn't have Yoli. Well, tough. You still should have been good enough to beat these teams. No, I don't. That's, what, that's my whole point. Hold down the fort. Beat these teams that you're supposed to beat, even without the guy, because you beat other teams without the guy. And then when he gets back, you roll. So then you put together eight of nine or something along those lines. I'm not sure when he's going to come back, so I don't know how many games they're going to have left when he returns. And at that point... You get that automatic buy that they've done so they don't lower the power ranking of Gonzaga and get you into the Monday game, which is the semis. I think they buy you. The top two buy you into the semis, right? And so at that point, you win that game, and then I think you're in. I think you receive the at-large berth. You're you're okay. And I love Pope that uh, it could be You know, the the worst rainstorm ever. Whoa, man, this is going to be great for our lakes and our streams. We're full. We don't have to worry about it for the next five years. Yoli's going to have fresh legs. Everybody else is going to be tired. And he's just going to have so much spring. No matter what it is, he turns it around into the utmost positive. I appreciate his attitude of trying to have fun with it. And uh, being his interviews, to a degree, have been entertaining. And I think that's good, his enthusiasm. He has an infectious brand of enthusiasm. And I think as a young guy, in terms of starting his career, he's already been a head coach other places. But you know, the expectations that UVU versus BYU is certainly the interest is much greater. So, yeah, I think they've got a shot. Utah and Utah State, well, you're going to have to win your conference tournament.
1: There is no other path at this point. Doesn't appear to be. No. If you look at all the... Uh Computer stuff that the NCAA tournament looks at, Ken Pomeroy and that kind of stuff, Sagarin. Utah State took a huge hit for those three losses. And obviously the Utes have lost five out of six, so it yeah. kind of explains itself.
2: And uh, looking at San Diego State, they look like a beast, so expecting to beat them is probably going to be difficult. And then for the Utes, I don't think there's a San Diego State in the Pac-12. It's just that you're probably going to have to start play on Wednesday Maybe that can change. Maybe you can get a buy in a Thursday. Although the last few years you had the buy and you still lose. Uh, it doesn't look like you can win four games. You can beat any of those teams in the conference because I don't think that the the conference is, is has a top dog in the way the Aztecs are in the Mountain West. But expecting the Utes then to win three or four games, even though they can win any
1: single one, expecting them to win three or four is too much. Without question. They're 1-4 in league, so yeah. no, we're not expecting a four-game win streak on the biggest stage. I wouldn't think so. So I think that has led
2: to a dramatic decrease in interest, and that's too bad.
1: Brett says, zero, zip, none. College basketball is the worst. Scotty, meanwhile, says, talk about lots. I'll listen. And Jeffrey seizes the middle ground with wait until the end of February, please. Uh, Okay, but
2: what are we talking about at the end of February? Because when I say college basketball, I don't think anyone here wants us to break down the Big East. No. I think the the storyline
1: here is, are the local teams going to get to the NCAA tournament? So what are we waiting for for
2: February? Because at that point, it would be almost a a guarantee that, no, they're
1: not going to get in. So why talk about it then? Or in the case of BYU, you would know that they are. If they're successful this week and Yoli's back, what would derail them then? If they can win on the road without Yoli against teams that look like the uh, top three half of the league, losses
2: to St. Mary's, so you lose to them when you play them at home, and then you go down to Vegas and lose to them in the semi. Yeah, I I think you're that in trouble. that could knock you out. Yeah, I think you're in trouble, and that's that. what we would talk about. But that wouldn't be till March, because you would play them. Yeah, you know, the first they always move their their tournaments up a week. You play them first week of March. Uh, so I, I would rather talk about it leading up to it. But that's me. That's his opinion. Is wait till February.
1: Alright, DJ and PK, it's 975 at 1280 of the zone. We gotta go to break when we come back. Uh, it's Wednesday. It's a win tickets Wednesday. We got tickets to see the Zach Brown band, and we will give them away in the next segment. Not now, don't call Yawk now, it just irritates him. But in the next segment, we'll give away the concert tickets. DJ and PK, it's 975 and 1280 of the zone.